Hey, good morning, family. Rise and thrive. It's another great day. Hey, today I'm going to talk to all of my fathers and mentors, those of you, if you're mentoring someone or in need of mentoring, and that could be speaking to women, men, everyone. Today, I'm going to share some principles with you, uh, biblical principles uh, for your life, but there are also these pertain to your health. A lot of times people, when they hear the word Bible, they're thinking, okay, I'm going to hear another story about Jesus, uh, what I should do, what I shouldn't do, things like that. <clears throat> but I just want to share with you a story that happened not too long ago. I was sitting in a group of men, and today we're going to talk about health. I was sitting with a group of men, and the subject for that day, that morning, was about health, taking care of your body, taking care of all of you. And I was amazed by one man's reaction in the room. What happened was he began to complain and he said, this is why I don't like lessons like this. And even as the lesson was being described before we even got into it, he was reading the materials first, he really wasn't paying attention. When our instructions were to first, before you come to class, read ahead, write down notes, so you can not only participate in the class, but your questions can be answered. Well, he hadn't done his homework, obviously, and he blurted out and said, he said, all of this stuff I don't like because it always gets on people who are overweight and fat. Now, if you would have looked at him, he was approximately 200 pounds overweight. And he even said that he said, I'm on four different medications. You know, I'm overweight. And this guy wasn't even 50 years old. And I really, I, I sat there in shock because of the fact, here's someone who needed this material or evidently he knew about it, but he was upset when it was talking about an area in his life that needed to be corrected, one. Two, he was undisciplined, and you could clearly look at him and see it. And three, he wasn't even working on diligently. There's one thing to say, and it's nothing wrong with working on areas in our lives that need to be taken care of. That could be your health. That could be your finances. That could be uh, learning a new skill, um, developing yourself. That could be even learning mouth control, I call it. That means learning to be quiet and to listen more. Learning to observe your own behavior, your maturity when someone approaches you or tries to correct you. See, all of this is a part of growing as a believer, and not only as a believer, but as a person. See, God wants our lives to reflect him in every area. So how is your life, and we're talking about health today, how does it reflect him? Are you undisciplined? Do you get mad because you didn't get promoted because your work is just terrible? Or you're just lazy. You refuse to learn new skills. If they say, hey, uh, John, we want to train you on this new system. 
where you run from it and you make every excuse. And what you're doing is you're not only showing yourself a pattern with yourself, but also you're tying the hands of God who are exposing you possibly to other people, other opportunities where you would be able to share the gospel. So my question to you is if you're doing that and if you have that attitude, well, I don't want to go over there because if I take this new job, I have to travel 10 miles further and I'm closer to home and I'm ready to retire. My question to you is this here. Since you refuse to stretch yourself and you say, you know, you believe God is a good God and that you want him to bless you. Well, this opportunity that is presented before you, have you considered some things? Now, here's some of the things we all need to consider about opportunities. One, is this opportunity going to bring me closer to God or take me away from God? Two, it may be a good move for my family. Is it or is it not? Am I refusing this opportunity because of the fact that there is a fear that no one knows except for me of being in uncomfortable situations? I don't want to be the only one in the room who looks like me. I don't like that area of town. See, when we don't deal with these things, we tie the hands of God. And the way you deal with them, you have to find out what his word says in that particular area begin to pray number one you may have to ask a more mature believer or even just go to your pastor and say hey I'm struggling in this area I've said it before and I still open up the line here on uh, the website in the podcast sending your questions I have no problem with that I don't know everything but I do thank God for what I do know so If we're going to overcome, instead of us getting mad and jealous and hating others and not even recognizing, that's what the enemy wants. He wants me to be ignorant, hate others, and then expect God to bless me up. And God does not work that way. God told his people, he said, here's the thing that you don't understand. Your sins have separated me from you. That's in Isaiah chapter 59. He said, your sins have separated me from you. So if that's the case, that means I can do something about it. What can I do about it? A word called repent. God told the people in that day, the people of Israel, the Hebrews, And today, we are representatives of him as believers as they were back then. And God said this here. I'll I'll read it for you. He said in Isaiah 59, verses 1, and I'll read 2. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that, one, it cannot save, nor is his ear heavy that It cannot hear. So that's two things. It can't rescue you and that it cannot hear you. Here's verse two. He said, but your iniquities, what is an iniquity? That is something that I practice that God doesn't like. What is is something I practice? 
Well, I practice being manipulative and deceitful. I practice lying with my lifestyle. I can practice assassinating someone's character. But I understand that's no one here. Let me keep reading. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. It's interesting in that verse, and I definitely want to speak on it. He says, but your iniquities have separated you from your God. Now, my question to you is, who is your God today? Is it Elohim, Jehovah, the most high God? Or are you serving the God of Satan today with your actions? And turning around saying, I am a friend of God. No, you're not a friend of God when you're acting opposite of his word. So let's get more into this health thing. Well, there's a saying that says an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Well, is that true? Well, let's look at some benefits of eating apples. Well, one thing, it has been proven, and even though science didn't know it, when God placed apples and seeds in the earth, uh, apples do help fight against cancer. Cancer, as you know, that is an incurable disease today. Number two, apples support weight loss. And this is just some research I've done where I'm just dropping these facts on you. Um, you do your own research, okay? I hope there's nobody lazy listening to the chat, but uh, you do your own research. What other things does apples do? They promote brain function and they also fight against asthma. So here's the thing. When I talk about health today, I want you to understand that you may be in a situation where there is unhealthy food around you. I understand that. I get that. And you're saying, well, I can't get apples, fresh fruits, whatever. What do I do? Here are some suggestions for you. Number one, you need to find out your area because there may be a store or some place further where you may have to walk further to get it and find out what's there. Number two, there are places online and sometimes you can make um, agreements with farmers who do wholesales where they'll uh, sell you uh, fruits and vegetables, things like that for a discounted price. One excellent idea that I learned a long time ago, what you can do, partner with someone, two or three people and say, hey, I want these fruits and vegetables. We have the same goal. Let's put our monies together and we'll just split the cost. You may have to, a third suggestion, you may have to just start planting your own garden. And finally, another suggestion is if you can't plant, you may have to make the decision at this time Okay, certain foods I am not going to put in my mouth that I have control over. Now, I'll say this also in that area. Please use wisdom if you are invited somewhere and someone puts something on the table that, let's say, you you don't eat. Let's say if you say, I don't eat meat, I don't eat uh, whatever it is. I want to share with you some wisdom you can use so you don't offend people. Uh, this comes from... 
passage in the Bible where it says, So eat your meals heartily, not worrying about what others say about you. You're eating to God's glory, after all, not to please them. As a matter of fact, do everything that way, heartily and freely to God's glory. At the same time, don't be callous in your exercise of freedom. What does that mean, exercise of freedom? If you have knowledge in a particular area that another person does not, do not beat them up over why they should not be eating their pork. Don't do that. That is ignorant. But let me finish uh, reading my statement. Don't be callous in your exercise of freedom. Thoughtlessly stepping on the toes of those who aren't as free as you are. I try my best to be considerate of everyone's feelings in all these matters. I hope you will be too. So what is the person saying? Hey, that person may not have grown in that area yet. So does that mean that you beat them up? No. You invite them over to your house, put a meal on the table. Demonstrate through your life the difference that it's making. Okay, let me say that, um, let me share with you that principle in a different way. As it says in the Bible, I, lo- I love this translation. It's in uh, the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verses 30 uh, to 32. But I'm going to start at uh, verse 25 because they had to correct this issue and address it in the church. Yeah, we're talking about health in the church. Uh, Verse 25 says, you are free to eat anything sold in the the meat market without asking any questions because of your conscience. For as the scripture says, the earth and everything in it belong to the Lord. Now, if an unbeliever invites you to a meal and you decide to go eat what is set before you without asking any questions because of your conscience. But if someone tells you this food was offered to idols, this food is processed, do you know where this came from? Then do not eat that food for the sake of the one who told you and for conscious sake. That is not your own conscious, but the other person's conscious. Well, then someone may ask the question, why should my freedom to act be limited by another person's conscience. In other words, why can't I do what I want to do? And the person who responds, he says, look, if I thank God for my food, why should anyone criticize me about food for which I give thanks? Well, whatever you do, whether you eat it or drink, do it all for God's glory. Live in such a way as to cause no trouble either to saints or sinners this translation says jews or gentiles or to the church of god just do as i do i try to please everyone in all that i do not thinking of my own good but of the good of all so that they might be saved and that's the good news translation so i'm going to address one more thing now someone asked well is this spiritual yes it is This is definitely spiritual. Why? Because you need to be fit for the kingdom of God and to be used by God. It's a poor example, men. It's a poor example, men. If I have to be rolled out of a chair to stand up because my gut is too big. Second point, we want the world to see us represent Christ, not only in spirit and holding the Bible in our hands, 
and sweating profusely, but also in our physical bodies. Take care of yourself. Get a plan. Exercise. Walk. Work on reducing that three-pound belly looking pregnant that may never deliver, but it is taking you straight to the grave because you have done that with a fork and a knife in your hand. And finally, do you treat your body like a temple that was given to you by God, or do you constantly and consistently dump junk into it 80% of the time? What kind of junk am I talking about? Porn, nonsense, buffoonery. Uh, They know you at Crackdonald's. I'm not going to say the original name. I don't want anybody to get too happy. Or you, you know, when you hit the buffet, you don't even know where the salad and the vegetables are at. That That's like a, a war zone down there. You don't even go near there. And it definitely it never, ever hits your plate. Or do you go to places like uh, Murder King, or I'm sorry, Burger King, and, you know, you have, you eat there most of the time. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. When we do that, man, what we do, and all my mentors I'm talking to also, I am giving God something to work with when things hit my body. Pay attention to the foods that may be wrecking your body and causing you to pay for the doctor's car, his home, his new vacation after a 25-minute visit to his office and being sent off to continue your drugs and your prescription. Hey, I gotta go. Thank you for your time. Have a good day.